I need to complete my assignment. The, the, the praise team has done their assignment. The choir has done their assignment. The, the, the uh, musicians have done theirs. Now I need to do mine. Amen? And I have a word from the Lord to you today. Amen? Last week we shared with you a message, I am is willing. That I am, the great I am is willing. The willing to, to do. And we demonstrated through the word of God that, that God is a willing God, willing, willing God to move, to bless, to touch, to manifest himself in you, in your life, in your situation, in your circumstance. Today, I want to want to further develop that by talking to you today and teaching you on miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. And we want to share today because it is necessary for the majority of this year, the Lord has given me a common theme, faith and prayer. Grow faith. Faith comes by and hearing the word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So he that comes to God must first believe that he is and that he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. So we've been teaching this for the majority of this year. Faith, 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 believe, trust, build your faith, exercise your faith, develop your faith. And ultimately, one of the things that God would have for us to do is to create an environment of faith. An environment of faith, an environment of faith that when, when we come together, one reason why you should enter the gates with thanksgiving because you should enter the gates with faith, believing that you have invited God to come. You're asking God to meet you and that he will meet you in the meeting place if you make the meeting. That if you make the appointment that God is going to make the meeting, he will be there. This is a place of meeting, the place of gathering. God sets apart places where he wants to meet with his people. Now, that does not mean that he will not interact with us because ultimately he says, my spirit will not just be with you, it's going to be in you. So he is always with us, but God brings us together to meet with us. And when he meet with, uh, meets with us, he has a plan and purpose. God never shows up to an appointment just to show up. He shows up with the intent of doing something. And so ultimately we want to talk about some of the things that God does, wonders, miracles, signs, and wonders. I would invite you to the Gospel of St. Mark because I won't be long. I'm going to give this to you very simply, and I'm not going to give you too much because I don't want to weigh you down, weigh your mind down and give you too much to consider and ponder. I want this to settle deep into your heart because this is a foundation of what I'll be teaching for the next several weeks. Amen? Miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen? Would you look at someone and say, miracles? Signs and wonders. God works through miracles, signs, and wonders. Turn to Mark chapter, four, chapter 16, verses 19 and 20, the last two verses of the book of Mark. They read this, follow. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, 
the Lord working with them, confirming the word through accompanying signs. Amen. That God working with them to confirm the word that they were preaching. So they went out, they were preaching, they were teaching, and they were going out to spread the good news about Jesus. And it says, see, they were doing their part, and it says, now God was working with them, doing his part. It is God's part of confirming the word. It is our part to proclaim the word that we must be witnesses of what God can do, what he's able to do, what he's already done. We must be witnesses, and then God working with us confirms what we're saying. Now, here's the thing. I know this, that as you begin talking about miracles, signs, and wonders, one of the first hurdles that we must get over is, is God still doing that today? Does God still work like we see him in the Bible? Because as we look around and we begin to assess God based upon the condition of the world and the magnitude of the things we see in the world, we begin to say, maybe God has changed his plan. So we must first establish that God still wants to work through miracles, signs, and wonders. Now, here's the thing. The unfortunate thing about it is that we do assume that, that he can do and that he has the the capability of doing, but he's just not necessarily willing to do. Thus, last week's message, he is willing. Amen? But then we must move to the place of realizing that he still wants to do today the same thing he did before, because after Jesus left, he went back, was received into heaven, sat down next to the Father, he sent out all of those disciples, or let's put it this way, all of those believers who followed him, followers of Christ, he sent them out. And the Bible says they went out and they began to tell everybody that they knew, everyone they came in contact with, God is real. Jesus is his son. And he came, he died, he rose again, and he's coming back again. And he did all of that for you. They began to go preach everywhere. And the Lord was working with them. Confirming the word. So the first thing we must establish is, does God still want to do that today? Does he still want us to proclaim the gospel? Then he still wants to confirm that word. Because here's what the word of God tells us, that Jesus Christ is what? When, when, and when. The same Jesus who ascended to heaven and sat down next to the Father is still sitting there. And the same word he proclaimed, he still sends it forth to us today to declare that he still has a desire to confirm his word through what? Miracles, signs, and wonders. Let me share this with you because, and, and if you're writing notes, write this note down in your notes because I want you to see this, that Jesus gave a prophecy about us, about the believers who would follow. He, he, he declared that, and this verse 20 is actually a fulfillment of the last prophecy that Jesus gave before he ascended to heaven, which he declared in verses 18, 17 and 18. So this is the last prophecy that gave, and this was actually fulfilled 
almost instantaneously, that soon as Jesus gave this prophecy that, hey, when you go out, these things will follow you, and immediately as they went out, these things began to happen. Now, here's the other thing about that. Before Jesus, Jesus already prepared them for what would happen because one of the things he did, if you go back and look in Luke, you'll find that he sent them out two by two. Seventy of them, he sent them out two by two. Watch this now. He sent them out, he sent them out, that they would go into all the villages and proclaim who he was. And they began to see God's hand working, and they came back rejoicing. In, in this, is, this is Luke 19. They came back rejoicing and saying, even the demons are subject to us. So he had already given them a taste of what would happen that they might not be foreign or foreigners to how God was going to confirm himself. They went out and said, Jesus is here, the Messiah is here, and he confirmed what they were saying with action. So look here, slide up to verse number 17. Well, actually, let's go up to verse number 15. And he said to them, go into all the world. This is the great, co the great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Everybody, everybody you see, be willing to tell them about Jesus. Have we lost sight of that? Are we still of the mindset that we will tell anyone and everyone about Jesus? Are we still of the mindset that we'll still declare and proclaim the blood of Jesus still works, that the Christ came and he died for the sins of the world and he redeemed man back to the Father, he created an opportunity for all of us to receive eternal life, will we still proclaim that? Or have we just become so religiously indoctrinated that simply having our faith is all we have? Because remember, when he proclaimed this to them, he says, listen, you go, everywhere you go, proclaim me. Tell them the gospel. What is the gospel? The good news about Christ Jesus. So we go, he says, go ye therefore and preach in every place, look at verse number seven, verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Verse 17, and these signs will follow those who what? In my name they shall cast out devils or demons, they shall speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will be no means hurt, by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He says, these things will follow those who believe. Those who are believers, those who believe that Jesus Christ came, died for our sins, rose again, and when it sat down there, he said, this is what's going to follow them. These things will be with them. So you say, well, pastor, if that's the case, then why don't we see it in our churches? Because these will follow those who believe. Those who believe. These signs will follow those who believe. Believe what? They're, they're going to follow. Okay. Uh, I, the, Jesus steps out uh, through, through, the, through the pen of David and writes, I am the good shepherd. He says, the, the Lord is my shepherd. I said, not one. Watch this. As he gets through there, he says, goodness and mercy shall what? 
follow me all the days of my life, meaning that they will be with me all the days of my life. Now, here's the thing. Now he tells you that these signs will follow you. And we're big on shouting the victory that, yes, goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. And yet, here's another follower that he says these will follow, but we don't believe that. That's just word. That's just scripture. That's just, that's just, that's just scripture. That's just not, that's not reality. That's scripture. No, no, no. These signs will follow. If they don't follow, then Jesus deceived us. But he hasn't. He's never, ever lied to us. He's never, ever failed us. But these signs will follow those who believe. Now, let me show you something, because uh, right there it says, will they take up serpents? Um, he confirmed that already. Paul went out, look, they were, they were shipwrecked, and they went and collected sticks to make a fire. And Paul went to reach, and a snake jumped out and bit him. Watch this now. It bit him on the hand, and it was a poisonous snake. But all of these barbarian people, they jumped back away from him and said, he must have done something bad. Because not only did his ship get destroyed, but he could not elude death because the snake got him. And the Bible says they stepped back and watched him for a great while to see if he would die. And when he kept on preaching and kept on going, the Bible said they believed and said, surely this is a man of God. This sign followed that they might be affirmed to believe that everything that Paul was saying, he had come from God. And we live in a day and time with all of the religion of the world, there's so much doubt about who Jesus is. Just talking with a parent recently, tearfully sharing with me that their child declared to them they don't believe that Jesus is real. They don't believe that there's even a God. Do you not think that if people still today doubt who Jesus is, that God still wants to confirm his word to them? We talk about being a Christian nation. We're not a Christian nation. Majority of the people in this United States does not believe in Christ Jesus. They have religion. When we do the census, they check off something. But they don't believe in the essence of Christ, the risen Savior. So watch this now. These signs will follow them who believe. So if, in fact, Jesus said that these are supposed to follow, then we have to have some expectation. You say, well, pastor, why don't we see him in our church? Because we have no expectation to see him. Watch this now. I've stood here at this altar, laying hands and praying with someone. And rather than your faith igniting and you saying, God, do it, you're watching to see. 
Let me see if it's going to happen. I know, I know, I know, Pastor. I think, I think he's a man of God, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, she's she limping pretty hard there. These signs will follow what? Those who what? Believe. You got to say, God, do it. You, oh, yes. God is working with us today. The Bible says, look at verse 20, that God was working with them. Working with them to confirm this word. God added, they gave the word, God added the signs to the word. God wants to. He's willing. We have to believe. We, when, when you see the grace of God in the house and, and, and he's moving and we're laying hands, you, gotta, you can't say, well, let me see what's going to happen. You know what? That's doubt. You're filling the room with doubt. Skepticism. Ah, I ain't never seen nothing like that done, so let me check it out. You say, wait a minute, my God can supply every need. If there's a need for a miracle, he can supply that. But it's not going to happen in an environment where people are standing around looking and saying, well, specifically those who believe. Who say, I know Jesus, but you don't know him to be a healer? He's able to do his exceeding abundantly above all I ask to think when I need a bill paid. You're walking around dancing because you spent all your money on Christmas. And now it's, it's time to pay up. It's first of the month. God is able. To do a seed in the bottom above all I ask of thing. That applies to miracles, signs, and wonders. Why? Because God is able. But he's also willing. Based upon this, he is willing to do it because he wants to confirm his word. Pastor, I know, but I've seen people trying to be healed and don't get healing. Because oftentimes, the healing would not confirm the word. It will contradict the word. Because when God heals, he intends to draw men. Some people come to get healing so they can go back and sin. Okay, let me help you. She got ovarian cancer because she laid with everything that came her way, and she ain't ready to stop, but she want to get the cancer out. Because as soon as she's off this medicine, she's already back. She walk out the hospital doing it. Because it ain't over yet. So God heals to confirm his word. To draw men to him. He wants the healing to say, hey, wait a minute. Jesus is real. I'm coming to you, Jesus. I saw him do it. What must I do? So watch this now. God heals, confirm his word. These signs will follow because God is working with him. But let's look at what he said. He said he, he confirmed the word. That word confirmed, let's look at that for just for a few minutes. 
confirm means to establish the truth or the correctness of something previously believed or suspected. See, I believe God can heal, but never seen him do it. I, I'm suspecting he can. But I believe he has a power too. I've just not seen it. So confirm helps to authenticate that your belief that he can is valid. That word authenticate, it means to prove or to show something, especially a claim to be true or genuine. Jesus says, I all power in heaven and earth in my name. God confirms to prove that Jesus' claim to have all power is true. God confirms to authenticate when Paul declared that Jesus, that God can do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, he confirms to authenticate that. But look at some of the other words that are associated with authentic, authenticate. To verify, to validate, to prove, to substantiate, means to give substance to, to corroborate. That means to get in on it. I'm in too. They believe, I believe, we believe. We all in this believing. Corroborate. He said God corroborated with him. God cooperated. He got in with what they were doing. See, a lot of times, let me share this with you. A lot of times healing doesn't come because God is not confirming people. He's confirming his word. See, sometimes people want to lay hands and heal so that you think something's big about them. That's why they come in with a white robe. Come, but thou. You're like, yes. That builds them up. Jesus says, if I, if I and I alone be lifted up, what? I will draw all men to who? Me. We're not to be drawn to anybody because it is God's power working. The vessel he chooses, the power he possesses. See, whomever he chooses, willing one is saying, God, I, I'll be the vessel. But the vessel must always understand that the vessel does not possess the power to do it. It has only been entrusted with the ability to do it. Confirmed to support, watch this, to back up. So here's what it says. Let's read it with that in there. So God backed up the word. Okay. Oh, you missing this one because uh, you know when, you, you remember those, 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 those playground fights? I got your back. Somebody said, I got your back. Go on and do it. I got your back. The word here says that 
God told the disciples, if y'all go and tell everybody, I got your back. Go ahead and forge ahead because I got your back. I'm going to back up your claims. See, God wants it to be amongst the believers commonplace. He doesn't want us to still be telling the same testimony about being healed 30 years ago. That's the only, did he stop back then? Every time you stand, you got to go, got to reach way back. Back in 19. You said I was 79 or 80, because I was I was just as young. I was just kind of my memory's kind of foggy on it, but I, but I was. Remember, God touched my body. No, 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 no. He's still touching bodies, and that wasn't just a accident. It was just an incident. Okay, I, I, I mean, let me explain that. An accident is something that happens to happen. An incident is something that happened, but one of other happenings. See, an incident here, an incident there, another incident over here. There was one incident we were praying for this brother, one incident we were praying for that brother, we, one incident we were praying for that, because there are incidents that we expect to have. Accidents catch you off guard. We were just praying and look, opened our eyes they was healed. Oh, we got to look and say, God, in the name of Jesus, we are believing for you to do it. And if you don't do it right now, we're coming back next time in the name of Jesus. Because watch this, it says God working with them. See, the key is we miss it. God doesn't miss it. God doesn't miss it. Let me show you something. Can I testify for a moment? The Lord was moving upon me a couple years ago healing, and believe in God for healing. Where's Chris? He's in the nursery helping with the babies. Chris, up on the organ here earlier, dancing around, helped with the praise team, whatever he can do. His mother called me, said, I don't know what's going on with Chris, but he seems afflicted in some way. The doctors even started calling him crazy because they checked his body, but they couldn't find anything wrong with him. They wanted to, see, wanted to talk to a psychiatrist because his body was just deformed like this. And he couldn't speak. They called me out to the hospital, went to the emergency room, went in there. I looked down at him. He, he looked and saw me. He could hardly move. And I, know, I said, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fill this atmosphere, Chris, with some praise. But I know he loves singing. So I began to sing, How Great Is Our God. There he is. Come here, Chris. Run up here, Chris. Run. Run, Chris. When Chris walked in, he was 16, 16, he was 16, he walked into the church, he came into church being assisted because he could hardly walk. Called upon the Lord, the Lord pointed Chris out to me, I said, come here Chris, who's in service. Began praying for him. We're working, believing. Everyone's kind of watching. As Chris began to walk back to his seat, the Lord gave me a word of affirmation, a confirmation. I said, when he 
I thought I said when he runs. But in looking back at the video, I said when he leaps. When Chris helped back to his seat, and I began to believe that God was still going to heal him before we walked out of there. As we were going forward and furthering the word, I was still preaching. This Chris leaped up and it looked almost like his head touched the ceiling. And when his feet hit the ground, he took off running. Now, that night in the hospital, I told Chris, I said, Chris, I said, we can't do what we need to do here because this is not an atmosphere of faith. What happened? While I'm sitting there trying to pray with him and counsel with him, the nurse was bumping me, reaching over, trying to do something. So I said, Chris, this is going to be all right. I said, but this is, they're here, we're here, and they're doing what they're supposed to do in their territory. So as I sat there, I prayed, I, I sung a couple, a couple lines of how great is our God. And tears just falling down Chris's face. I said, sing with me, Chris. As he went to form his mouth, it wouldn't come out. And the tears were just flowing because he loves to sing and he's trying to sing and he can't. And they don't know what's going on. He's only 16. I said, I'll come to you. I'll come tomorrow. I told his mom. But it happens that she had to work and I didn't want to go as a teenager. I didn't want to go to his house without his mother being there. She had to work all day Saturday. So the next best thing was she, she was off work. She brought him in. And as he came in, we believed God. Chris leaped up, ran around, ran laps around the church. But here's what he did. When he got done running, he leaped up on the stage and grabbed the mic and began to sing How Great Is Our God. Because it had been delayed Friday night, but Sunday, God confirmed it. Bless you, sir. Thank you. Now, since that day, Chris has never stopped serving God. God confirming his word in him. That healing brought him working. So after that, I was... The Lord showed me someone that came in, Brother Bogan, and I saw, I saw him come in, and as I saw them come in, the Lord showed them to me, but, but, but I realized that now that, that God has to be working with you, he shows us, but you got to also wait for his timing. My heart, my heart as a compassionate pastor, I just wanted to do something right then, so I, taught, I called them forward. And I prayed, 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 and I prayed. Nothing happened. I said, okay, leave that alone. Then Lord showed me, oh, I showed you to identify it. I didn't show you that I was getting ready to do it. Because God working with them. What I realized is God wanted to settle in my spirit that I would not begin to think that it had anything to do with me. Because the works of the flesh are such that you feel puffed up if God ever does anything for you. God uses you in a special way. You got to rise up and be separate and say, I got to protect myself. Here's the truth. God has been confirming in me that I'm humble enough 
to embrace what he wants to do. God working with us. If you feel God prompted you to pray for somebody, make sure he's prompting you to pray. Or if you feel like praying for somebody, make sure he's leading you to pray because if he's not working with you at that moment, he's not obligated to do anything unless he's doing it. Okay. Let me say it again. He's not obligated to do anything unless he's doing it. If he is prompting you, see, everyone that needs prayer, yes, they need prayer. And it may be a healing necessary, but God still has to be working in the healing. God working with them, doing what? Confirm his word. Because, see, here's the thing. If it's going to happen and, not, and God's not going to get glory for it, if it's going to happen and God's not going to get glory for it, then who's going to get the glory? God works with them to do what? Confirm his word. Not their word. His word. Remember, remember this, and I'm done after this. Remember when uh, Peter and John are going into the temple? And the man come to, him, come to them and say, they say, he, he said, would you give me some alms? Would you give me, do you have any, any, any spare money that you can give me? Peter and John says, silver and gold have we not, but such as we have. See, you, need, you think you need some money from us, but you, you, you're, you're afflicted right now, and what we have is the power of God to help you. Silver and gold have we not, but such as we have we give to you. And here's what they said. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not in us, but in him, you get up and walk. And when he got up and walked, what did he go and do? He went and gave thanks to God. See, God wants for healing, miracles, signs, and wonders to bring people to him. If Jesus was just in the business of healing, he would have healed everybody. Let me show you this. The Bible says that Jesus said, I have all power. So here's what Jesus could have declared. He didn't have to go to Galilee to heal. He had went up on the mountain to declare it all healed. And they would have been healed. Why didn't he do that? Because they wouldn't have known who did it. And they wouldn't have given glory to God. Here's the last thing I'll share with you. There was a young man who, blind from his birth, and he went and Jesus healed him. He went and he was trying to tell the religious leaders of the day what God had done for him. And so what they did was they said, uh, who healed you? He said, well, Jesus did. He said, well, the, the parents knowing that it was Jesus, that they brought his parents before him. They said, listen, um, y'all tell us the truth. How did this boy, is this your son? Yes, it's your son. Was he born blind? Yes, he's born blind. How does he see? They said, 
He's old enough. Ask him. The man stepped up. They said, uh, they said, uh, do you know this man, Jesus, went on down the list to try to discredit what was happening? The man said, I don't know nothing about all that other stuff y'all saying. He says, all I do know is this. I was blind, and now I see. And the man who did it, he was the one who did it for me. So what he was basically saying is that I'm not going to bow down and not declare what he's done because y'all putting threats on me. All I know, I was blind, but now I see. And when Jesus came along, he said, he the one did it right there. What does that mean to us? God confirmed his word with signs that follow. And here's what Jesus is. Jesus is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God confirms Jesus. And everything that Jesus declared, he confirms that with signs that follow. Miracles, signs, wonders. God is willing, he is able. Father, we thank you today for your word. God, we appreciate you.